<laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Gosh, gosh darn it. It's another great freaking episode. Probably one of my favorites yet. And uh, no, it's not because I was not on the episode this time. Uh, it's due to the fact that we had some amazing guests on. Uh, we had Rogan Gonzalez again. You might remember him from a couple of weeks ago. He's with Valors on 8th. Uh, we've got Adam Bigelow this time. All of them working together. And yes, Chris, Chris uh, Flowers uh, doing an awesome job as a host again. Adam Bigelow is from the PTSD Foundation of America. And you are going to uh, hear a little bit more about how he got started and what he's up to, uh, what his uh, foundation is, is, is doing for our veterans uh, and the veteran community itself. So, uh, uh, like I said, amazing show. If you want to go look him up, uh, you can find him at ptsdusa.org. Just listen to the show. You're going to get all the information on there as well. And don't forget to visit our page, Fall In 360. Share it with your friends. Share this great info for the veteran community. Um, before we get started, got to give a shout out to Strike Force Energy. You guys want 20% off. Uh, you guys want a little discount when you get yourself that energy drink. Uh, go to... Um, a strike force page and type in fallen 360 as a promotion code and you will be guaranteed to get 20% off your entire purchase so go check them out and check out the fallen 360 page on uh, Instagram and Facebook to get more information on all other veteran organizations here's the show enjoy it fellas fallen All right, all right. Everybody take a knee, drink some water. I know you all want to get the fuck out of here, so let's get this show started. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is uh, Chris Flowers with uh, Fallen 360. Uh, we're kind of following Mario's path uh, last week when he was uh, going uh, uh, going live, driving down the road, things like that. We're kind of doing the same thing a little bit. We're here at uh, Valor's on 8th with uh, Ro Gonzalez, and uh, we're just here in the... Uh, uh, day room uh, AC's kind of running if you maybe can hear that a little bit but uh, like I said we're just gonna we're just gonna go live and keep it real uh, we got Adam Bigelow here he's with the uh, PTSD Foundation so we wanted to introduce Adam um, and talk more about his organization and what's going on what he's doing with veterans and you know let him uh, let him go on that but then we're it was kind of funny we were uh, talking here amongst ourselves like man we should have been recording this whole conversation we were just chopping it up about yeah. different uh different things about veterans and uh stuff like that but uh first thing i want to do is i want to i want to get adam on let him uh, talk more about the uh the foundation uh, what he's got going on and then we could just you know start uh you know talking shit amongst ourselves and kind of just see what happens Absolutely. so so go for it man well, i want to First, thank you for this and having us, uh, getting us awareness out. Speak and, like uh, God is out of balls, son! I am a very quiet speaker, and that's why I use microphones all the time. Um, but the foundation, we started in 2009 because there was such a need for the guys that have gone to combat. They haven't had anybody they could actually talk to and have that brotherhood that they're used to um, while they're deployed. So, 2009 PTSD Foundation of America started. Uh, in Houston, Texas, uh, and it's grown from there. In 2012, we built Camp Hope. Camp Hope is now, it started as two trailers on a five-acre lot. It is now an 85-bed facility. It has full cafeteria, full gym. It has 
tons of things for veterans. They go through licensed drug and alcohol counseling. They go to AA. They go to NA. They go to parenting classes. They go to anger management. But the key to it all is they go to that peer-to-peer. Right when you get into Camp Hope, you're assigned a peer mentor. A peer mentor is somebody that has been to combat, been diagnosed with PTSD. They've actually been to the very lows of their life, and they've got into the program, and they've made it on top. Uh, And then they go to peer groups, same thing. It's all combat vets with PTSD. They've all been through the lows. They've all been through addiction, drugs, alcohol, sex addiction. And most of us have had suicide attempts on our lives. So it's truly a way that we understand that we are peers, we are peers. We're no better than you. We don't judge. Um, And what we do here locally is we run what's called warrior groups, and we have a family group. Our warrior group is based the same way. It's, a, it's a, a room full of combat vets that have struggles through the week, struggles through the day, that are all types of struggles, from drugs and alcohol to finances to employment, because we do know as combat vets we come back, especially with PTSD, we find it hard to keep a job or stay interested in things. So this is truly a brotherhood. Uh, our group has grown in, the, grown in the eight months from three guys to now over 17 in our one group. When I say it's a brotherhood, there's even a group chat. These guys are talking just like they were as a platoon, and it's all day, every day, and someone's car breaks down. You'll see five guys say, who's the closest? And someone just instantly goes out and goes helps this guy out. So it is truly that support and that brotherhood that we're missing from combat. Um, and then the true aspect as well is the peer-to-peer mentoring. We do one-on-one mentoring, so guys that aren't really ready to get in front of a group, we'll go meet you for coffee. We'll go meet you at your house and just talk about your struggles and how we can help you do whatever you need. Um, we also started because we also believe that the family aspect is so important. So we started a family group, started with the same thing with two, two spouses, and we now serve eight spouses right now. Um, and when we say it's key, and it's not taken away from the veterans whatsoever, but it's, we kind of use the analogy, it's like a drug addict, right? So say your veteran's a drug addict in the home. The wife's trying to connect with them, doesn't know how to connect. So it's the only way she knows how to connect. She's like, I guess I'm going to start doing drugs with you. Well, now there's so many programs out there, right, for that veteran. So that veteran now goes and gets help for free. And he gets clean, he gets sober, and then he goes back into a house. Well, now that house has a drug addict in it. And that drug addict is only a drug addict because of him. And there's no help for those spouses. So what's going to happen to that vet? He's going to go either start back in drugs, he's going to go right back to day zero. And we use that analogy because that's the same thing with PTSD. So we have all these programs and we go and we get help and we try to better ourselves, but there's nothing for the families. So we go back into our home that's broken. And so, and we, we come home, we give our spouses, we give our children secondary PTSD. Um, and so it's, they just struggle. So we're truly here to help and push the family aspect um, that they're not alone. There's support out there. Um, and that is truly the best way to heal our veterans. It's, uh, you know, why put a little Band-Aid over your veteran when you gotta, you got to take off those bandages and you got to debrief that wound, you got to get in there and you got to work on it. So that's truly what we do. Um, so every week right now on Tuesdays, we meet at I-17 in Peoria, 6.30, we all have dinner. The spouses go into one room, the warriors stay in the other room, and we truly work on ourselves. Um, we are now with Valors on 8th, starting August 8th. We're starting our second warrior group at 630, the second floor at Valors on 8th. 
So I'm hoping for a good turnout there. Um, and just uh, we are currently working on a, a web page just for Arizona. So look out for that. There's we have a lot of events coming up. Um, we have a couple fundraisers: California Pizza Kitchen, August seventh and eighth. If you go there, all twenty percent of all Arizona stores are coming to PTSD Foundation America Arizona chapter. We have so many big things going on right now. Uh, we're currently sponsored by the city of Scottsdale. We're in collaboration with Senator Sally's office, Senator McSinnam's office, Congressman Lesko's office. So we're truly growing. Um, and everything we do, to kind of go back, is we do it out of the hearts, our own hearts. We don't charge anything. So dinners, groups, free charge for combat vets and their families, Camp Hope, the airline tickets, the drug and alcohol counseling, everything about it is 100% free. So if you are struggling uh, and you need help, just reach out. Um, and, you know, that's truly what we're hearing. It's about awareness. Um, and I like to partner up with different organizations like Valor's on 8th. And there's a lot out there that are truly in it about the same mind, same heart. It's not about a back end. You know, our, our tax information's on, on the website. You know, we're at 4% overhead, 96% back into the, into the program. So, and that's kind of unheard of. Um, so all organizations should be that. Uh, if they're not, there's something wrong. So, uh, you know, we're, we're truly here to help, and uh, I appreciate you guys having us out for today. Absolutely. No problem. So if, let's say, you know, what about, like, their discharge? Like, or do they have to be honorable discharge, general and honorable, uh, dishonorable? I mean, any yeah. can anybody come? I mean, you know, no matter. I mean, if they're, yeah. they've, they've been enlisted and, you know. That's a good point. Some shit and, you know, because, like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. So that's one thing as well. It's like when you go to the VA or those programs, you got to have honorable discharge. You have to have all this. We take anybody. It doesn't matter your discharge. If you're dishonorable discharge, you're more than free. To get into Camp Hope, you need a DD-214 that says you deployed to overseas. It doesn't mean that you're a trigger puller. It means if you deployed, you're into the program. So to even get to Camp Hope, we need a DD-214 that says that, and then we need a PTSD diagnosis from either a VA doctor or civilian doctor. As long as a piece of paper from doctor says you have PTSD, you're in our program. Um, if you don't have that diagnosis and you have multiple appointments, we're going to take you because we're now going to get you into the Houston VA. We're going to get you that diagnosis that you deserve. Uh, and need and then we're also going to help you with your claims for you know your benefits and stuff like that so and that is that's true a lot of these guys struggling out there if you went to combat and you didn't re-enlist and you got into drugs and alcohol because your ptsd and then you got kicked out of the military and you're looking for help and that helps not out there call us we are that help um like i said we do not turn anybody away whatsoever um to get in our groups it's kind of a Locally, it's kind of a, we trust you. You come into the group, you tell us, you know, who you are, where you deployed, uh, and then you're in the group. Um, we ask for 100% honesty. Um, obviously, you know, if, as combat vets, if you're a non-combat vet and you walk into a room and start talking about some deployment stuff and things aren't lining up, you're going to be found out real quick. Um, so that's not too much of a worry. And everybody in our group, like I said, is they're amazing guys um a lot of them 100 percent disabled and you know they're looking for purpose again because that's one key thing for us is we come out and we lose that purpose uh i mean that's my story my story is uh, i was a combat medic for two tours in iraq went to afghanistan became a flight medic went to afghanistan for my third tour all my issues started in my third tour but i was having nightmares about my second tour 
I was feeling numb. I wasn't feeling anything. I had patients on my bird that I literally had no feeling for. Like, I didn't care if they lived, died. It was just numb. And that's when I knew I had issues. Um, and I actually started getting into drugs and alcohol. I, uh, that, that post, you know, deployment health assessment that you fill out every, uh, before you come home, and it's on that box that says, do you want to speak to somebody? Do you want help? That's the first time I ever hit yes. Nobody ever came and talked to me. Came back in the States, went through all the dental, all that stuff again, same thing. Went to the mental health down there. I'm like, do you want to see somebody? I'm like, yep. Didn't hear anything. And so I just started kind of going down in that drugs and alcohol even more. And then I finally went into, you know, behavioral health. Started getting, not going to say the help, uh, but I started talking about it. And then they diagnosed me with severe PTSD. And that was my worst day because my worst day they diagnosed me with severe PTSD. As a flight medic and a staff sergeant, I went back to my unit. They stripped me of my soldiers. They grounded me from flying, and then they took all my medical licensing away. I couldn't perform medical, and I couldn't teach medical. So within two hours, all purpose after ten years was completely gone. See, this is what this is what's really fucked up. Absolutely, this is what pisses me off fucking more than anything. And we need to get with these congressmen and the senators and shit. It's like we want help, okay? We want to seek help, but this is the type of mm-hmm. shit we go through. We're going to get fucking blacklisted. We can't own guns. All kinds of stupid shit. Oh, yeah. Because we asked for help. Oh, yeah. My, my unit came right in my house. Took all my guns that I own instantly. Uh, kept them and said I need to sell them. And they held them until I sold them. Yeah. yeah they just gave everything away. So, so it's like, you know, in there, everybody's like, oh, we're here to help the veterans. We're here to help the veterans. Well, you know, helping us would be, hey, number one, stop punishing us Absolutely. for asking for help. Absolutely. And, I mean, and there are some people that truly realize that. I mean, I've had some amazing meetings with Air Depo- Arizona Department of Veteran Services. And I brought up because there's some things that, you know, honorable discharge and that and that. And I kind of brought up an idea that they want to look at is if, if you can take a veteran, right, and they're looking for help, and you can look at their DD-214, it says dishonorable, but their DD-214 now says that they deployed to a combat zone in that deployment, and they've been diagnosed with PTSD, why can't we link them up? And it doesn't matter about that discharge. If you can say, oh, you've deployed, you have PTSD, and you have a dishonorable, well, now you can obviously link those up and say, well, the reason you have a dishonorable most likely is because it's shit you went through, and now instead of you getting help, we just kicked you out. Um, even in 2015, right, JBLM prison system, Army prison, talking with them, 82% of all the combat or the veterans in there have all been diagnosed with PTSD or TBI. So instead of giving them help, 80% of them they put into this prison, and they're all kicked out. I mean, it, it was the ridiculous numbers. And it's like, why are we doing that? And if we could start it then... And that's another thing I'm trying to fight for and I'm trying to figure out how to do as well. Can you imagine if you deployed and came back and as a platoon sat down and talked about your deployment? Because healing is talking. And we don't talk about it. We come back and what do you do? You go to the field and you start training for the next one. Nobody ever gets back on that and just talks about your deployment. Plus you're talking amongst your peers, the guys you were in the shit with, so it's like, you know, you're okay to talk. Absolutely. The guys you trust the most, the guys who were with, right with you, if you could just sit there and just start talking about it and truly working on it, then you guys would be able to digress all of that, and then you'd be ready to start training to go back and do it again. But instead we go, and it's, you know, Vietnam guys, kind of the same thing, but the Vietnam guys went one or two deployments, max. We have guys, I have my buddy now, is a 
He's not a Sergeant Major. He's on his 11th deployment. So when he's done with the Army, I can't imagine what his brain's going to do. So for 11 years of deployment and war, he's had to shove it down. And that is such an issue. That's not, nobody can withstand that. Nobody can withstand I don't care how strong you are. And that's another thing, too. It's about, everybody's like, oh, if I go talk to somebody, it's weak. It takes 10 times more strength to say that you need help than it does to push it down. Right. If you push it down and push it down, that shows more weakness to me than strength. It's like, look, look, it's for help. And it's not about, especially if you have family. You know, you have a wife, you have kids. You're pushing it down. All it's doing is hurting them. You know, you might think it's being safe for them, but that's all you're doing is hurting them. So what you're trying to do is completely opposite of actually what you're doing. So that's one of those things. It's like, just get help. There's help out here. It it costs you nothing. And then you get to sit around a room with a bunch of combat vets that you're, and you can just talk about your experiences and talk about life. And it's, it's so crazy. Like, there's times, there's things I've forgotten. And I've been through the program, and I've had guys in my group now talking about some things in route Irish in Iraq and, like, Haifa. And I'm like, things are just starting to click back in my head. I'm like, man, I haven't thought about that in years. I'm like, I remember Haifa going down here. And I'm, the little things. I'm like, do you remember how there was little poles and chain link that line that street? So you'd be doing a mission at night with your MVG, and most of us would trip over the chain and, like, just smack our heads. And it's, like, nothing big, but it's just those little things. Like, you just start remembering, and you start talking about it. And, you know, the guys don't say it's therapy, but when you can sit there and completely just talk openly about everything you went through, that is the best therapy there is possible. Just like like this right here. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it's... You're bringing that back memories that, you know, you might have thought about it you know, just that one time, but now it's coming back again. Yeah. You know? And it, it gets it out. And it's that's the true thing is getting down to the root problem. You know, you can say you want to shove it down and you you want tips and tools to get over your anger. Maybe we, maybe we can call it something else. Maybe we can call it, instead of calling it therapy or whatever, hell, call it a debrief. Call it a, you know what I'm saying? Call it an after action plan. That's that, absolutely, whatever that's fuck, what it is. Just give it a different title so it doesn't have the stigma to it. Yeah. To where... You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, and, and like I said, stop punishing us for... I mean, because, I mean, hell, you know how it is? Even if you're not deployed, let's say, you know, your knee's fucked up or mm-hmm. something like that. You're not going to say shit. You're not yep. going to go to sick call. You're not going to yep. do nothing. You're going to suck it up, fucking do a combat roll and mm-hmm. get up. It's good training. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And just, you we, know. We always do that. Right. I, was, I was in the cab. I got hurt on my second floor in my back. Like, it's nowhere in my medical records. They have yeah. no idea that I was right. shot up every other day with cortisol in my back. and Right. They're and like, then, where's that? Then, yeah. Like, I don't know. And then I like say, then you go to get, you know, go to get out, and then maybe you go to get raided. And they're like, yeah. oh yeah, you got nothing on your fucking medical report. Yeah. Like, yeah, because I never went sick ball. Yeah. But that's the thing. We're we're just taught yeah. not to say shit. Yeah. Be quiet. Don't get help. Yeah. And you'll make it through. Drink water. They, they yeah, always drink, say, drink, drink water. water. <laughs> like my foot's hanging off. Eh, drink water. You'll be all right. <laughs> you know. Uh, and this is that's the thing that we need to get that away. From our active duty, and this other thing too about our groups, we are so anonymous that we have active duty in our groups. And when we say everything in our group stays in our group, that's where it stays. If it's anybody is caught outside the group talking about anybody else, what they said, obviously you can go home and you can talk about what you've shared with the group with your family. But if you're caught any we're talking about anybody else, you're no longer allowed, and you'll never be allowed back in. That's how serious it is. And there are problems with other systems we have a, a crisis line we call a support line it's a 24-hour line right that 
combat vets can call, the spouses can call, family members can call if they have questions or concerns about their combat vet, and they can truly start the help there. Like, so if someone calls from Arizona, right? While they're on the phone, I'm getting a text with that name, with the phone number, with the address, and I'm gonna put my team together and we're trying to get face to face with that guy in an hour. And the key to this, and the reason I brought that number up is because we are involved with like veterans courts out here and we work with like, we try to get into the VA because like there is some really good programs that we're trying to get guys to go into. But even the crisis line, I've been to where in court, I've seen a guy call a crisis line during the week. And on Friday, the judge, the prosecutor, and the defendant attorney all knew that he called the crisis line. I'm like, where's the trust? Where's yeah, that where, yeah, in, where in that, that system? And it's like, yeah. our group, our number is completely anonymous. Like I said, and it's it's truly a safe place to talk about anything and everything. Uh, since we're kind of on this subject, and I yeah. you know, remember different conversations I have with people. Okay, so obviously you guys are all combat deployed, PTSD diagnosed. What about uh, females? Because there, I mean, obviously there are females that have been deployed, but what about females that haven't been deployed? But let's say they, you know, I mean, they, you know, females go through a lot of, Absolutely. they go through shit just from us Absolutely. fucking douchebags, active duty fucking Absolutely. with them, let alone. So, um, how do we help them? Or, I mean, I know I said, I know your organization is kind of specific combat mm-hmm. vets, PTSD, but what about if they weren't necessarily deployed, but they went through a lot of shit, you know, things call, like that? How, can call you, us. That, and that's what I can say. Yes, our, our groups in Camp Hope were specific to deployment. Um, Camp Hope is all male right now. We tried to have female and it didn't work out at the moment. We need another campus for that. Uh, our groups are open to male and female. Like I said, DD214 says deployment, you're, you're more than welcome to come in. Um, ones that haven't deployed that have military-related PTSD or even MST, um, don't hesitate to call. You might fit not fit into our group and our category, but that doesn't stop us. We're truly about helping. So. Like, like I said, my job is, especially the Arizona managers, I partner up with different organizations, different groups out there to widen that variety to get the help that they all need. So if you're MST and you don't know where to go, call me and I'm going to either, I'm going to point you in the right direction or we can even meet for coffee we'll talk and then see where your concerns are and we could try to fit you somewhere. Um, we're not going to give up. We don't say no to anybody. Um, and that's one of the things, like my wife is our family group facilitator. Um, same thing, family members, ex-family, you know, there's how many ex-spouses are out there that they're divorced because of the PTSD that was brought into the home. Come, call, like you're more than welcome. It doesn't, we're not looking for a marriage certificate. If you're a girlfriend, you're a boyfriend. If you're dealing with stuff because of PTSD in the home, come and reach out. You're more than accepted. And uh, like I said, we part with a lot of people, uh, Nisha Miles, the success center by Luke Air Force Base, that's the stuff they do too. Like you walk in there, they're like, it doesn't matter who you are, what your discharge is, if you need help, you go in there, and then they're gonna try to find you the right person. Uh, and that's what all these organizations coming together do, uh, and should do, uh, is help each other, not to help each other financially or anything like that, but it's just help the veteran in any way we possibly can. So, you know, and there's, there's good programs out there. So. I know there's the Glendale stand-ups coming soon on September 21st. So if you're a veteran, a spouse, or whatever it is, and you're looking for help, go there. It's Glendale Community College on the 21st. Uh, there's going to be tall types of organizations out there that you can just talk to. Um, so there's a lot of things going on like that. And just uh, 
go on social media. Uh, I know ours is PTSD Foundation of America dash Arizona. We're constantly posting stuff, different events, even if it's not our events. So it's just look and don't be scared and just reach out and ask for help. Why don't you hold the mic up to your room yeah. a little bit and then kind of go slow again just to give out your contact information, Absolutely. phone numbers, websites, emails, all that kind of okay. stuff. So, you know, uh, Mario can get it, you know, good on the, uh, on the audio. Yeah, absolutely. So our, our Camp Hope, our PTSD Foundation of America, our uh, combat trauma support line is one eight seven 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 one seven ptsd um, You can always visit our webpage at ptsdusa.org. Um, if you're local Arizona uh, and you're looking for help, my personal number for work, uh, my name is Adam Bigelow. It is 602 602- Six six eight zero zero three four, and my email is adam dot bigelow b i g e l o w at ptsdusa.org. dot uh, org. Like I said, just reach out any means possible. Cool, man. Well, then I'm gonna open it up too, because like I said, because before we were kind of just chopping it up, you know, between yeah. the three of us who we got row here too, and we were talking about some different things, so. You know, since we're all here in the room, we're just going to kind of open it up and just kind of, um, okay, so we were talking, and I, I, I've actually touched on this um, on, on other shows as well, but like I said, it just kind of naturally came up, you know, or, organic when we were sitting here talking. There's a lot of veterans out there that, uh, or, you know, even, uh, you know, patriots and stuff like that that want to, you know, they want to start like nonprofits. They want to do all this, you know, those stuff. And it's great. Their heart's in the right place and all this other stuff. But sometimes their heart isn't in the right place. And that's looking for the CEO moniker and they want to, you know, you know, you know, you know, make a dollar and shit like that. But we were just talking amongst ourselves and we were just saying, to, hey, you know, there are people out there that are motivated. Why not get with an organization and volunteer your time where to a system that's already working? The system works. You know, get with them. And if you're truly in it to volunteer, you're truly in it trying to help, then, you know, get with an organization that's already up and running and going. And if then if that's something you're passionate about and you want to, you know, duplicate it, you can get with the people that are actually doing it well and find out, hey, you know, how did you make this happen? What, what, what went well? What went bad? Yeah. You, know, who, you know, who can I talk to? Because I want to, you know, duplicate it, but I want to, you know, not necessarily, you know, compete and stuff like that. Again, I, what I talked about before was things like this. Um, I was doing myself, I was doing better views because I had the intention of, I want to uplift the veteran community. I want the veteran community to see that we can achieve anything we want to achieve. Like I said, we've already did our duty and we're, so we're the most motivated individual. Nobody's going to fucking stop us. Yeah. We we'll want to do some shit. So why not reach for your goal? I mean, you know, say just, yeah. I mean, if you're 11 Bravo, you know, say in the army, you know, your infantry guy. Why can't you be, you know, a, a, a master chef? Why can't you, you know, why can't you go to school and learn IT? Why can't, you know, so I, I wanted to inspire a community like that. Well, then I met Mario and he's doing this great podcast, Fallen 360. Why not merge the two? Why are we sitting there splitting all this stuff up? You know, I was doing the thing, you know, the rally points, same thing, trying to get the veteran community together, trying to build yeah. the camaraderie, trying to exactly what you guys are doing, what Rose doing with Dollars on Eight. And, you know, what the PTSD Foundation is doing. So why not all of us join forces, do it together, and work in synchronicity, you know what I'm saying? So maybe we can talk Absolutely. about that a little bit more, too. So. It's, it's like, why try to reinvent the wheel? Right. You know, it's the same way. People are out there, they're doing if it. If it ain't broke, don't fucking don't fix it. Don't fix it. Absolutely. And it's, like I said, if they're a true organization that's about helping veterans and their families, 
they're going to want people to come in and volunteer. They're also going to want people to be interested in growing that throughout the nation, uh, even if it's just throughout the state locally. So, you know, if you have an idea and it's already going on, just go talk to them. Say, like, look, I want to do the same thing. Can we partner up? Can, you know, you're on this part of the valley. Let's move on to the east side. Like, what do you talk about moving there? Like, it's all about a collaboration together. Like, and don't fight. Organizations need to work together. Absolutely. If, if it's, uh, you're saying, we tell people in our groups all the time, go reach out to others for help. Go here, go there, go here. Because if we're not a, I guess what do you call it, a, a selfish organization. It's like we're all about helping, you know, and that's how organizations should be, especially here in Arizona. We have too much of a need in Arizona with over 600,000 veterans here. Mm -hmm. It's like just come together and work together. What's your take on that, Ro? My thing, my thing is what you guys were saying, but I can make it even more simple, you know? If you got the if you got the passion, you got the fire, you know, you want to start your own organization or whatever and stuff like that, you know, go learn what you want to do with an organization that's set up, you know, but also volunteer with other organizations. Right. That way you get well-rounded amongst the whole veteran community. You might want to do PTSD. You might want to do social or community engagement and stuff like that. We'll go volunteer with, with another organization, learn the ropes, you know, no, not just, you know, oh, I got the money to do it, let's go do it. You know, because what happens to a lot of these guys that, like Adam said earlier, you know, they have the money to do it, next thing you know, they're here one day, they're gone the next. You know, because they went and pissed away their all their cash on one big event, tried to make it, you know, be, oh, we're, we're this, we're king shit and this and that and stuff. and. You know, and the next thing you know, they're gone. Mm -hmm. Well, if they would have volunteered and see what, you know what? It doesn't take a lot of money to invest in veterans. All it takes is getting them out there to volunteer, to get them engaged and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Talk, you know, volunteer, you know, just get getting veterans together. You guys start brainstorming. Guess what? We start figuring shit out. Mm -hmm. You know, we learn how to help each other, you know, hand in hand and stuff like that. But, you know. There, there's a lot of you need to grow organically it's kind of what we were exactly. talking about before it's it, if your dream is to have a, a 20 million dollar place that's all inclusive does everything for veterans that's awesome that's dreaming big but don't start there because you're going to fail it so you start small you start with helping two veterans out a month if it grows into four after that then you keep doing that until it grows and grows and grows until you get to a point where you have a thousand veterans that are you're helping, and they need a place that's bigger. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's not about going out and asking for a million dollars here, a million dollars there. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. the times we're in, people that want to help don't have that kind of money. So it's just start small, be appreciative. If someone wants to give you two dollars, ten dollars for your cause, mm -hmm. be very appreciative. Just as it is a check for ten thousand. Yep. You know. Well, and, and I I touched on this on an earlier episode too. It's like you know. If your fucking AO is ate the fuck up like a soup sandwich, if you don't got your shit together, you ain't doing shit, okay? You're not doing a damn thing, okay? So you really got to check yourself at the door. Like I said, a lot of these people, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to start this nonprofit. I'm gonna do that. But really, what do you have in place? You have nothing, okay? You have no fucking plan. You got all the heart and passion in the world. Okay, that's great. Yeah, no plan. You got no cash. You think somebody's just gonna knock on doors? Oh, hey, here's a grant for five million dollars, and 
blah, 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 because we think you're a fucking awesome person. That, that shit ain't happening, okay? So you really got to get your AO fucking squared away but long before you even think about launching an offensive. You know and, it's, and it's also about what you're doing. If you're there to help and you're trying to help veterans and their families, that needs to be your goal. If your goal is to like, hey, I can do a nonprofit and I can make six figures a year and, you know, I can have a nice house and stuff like that. If that's your priority, then that's not a nonprofit that's truly meaningful and helpful. Uh, there's too many of them out there already. Yeah. Uh, yeah guys like us that are doing this, we're not in for the money. And we struggle just like everybody else does. Yep. You know, we struggle every month with our families and bills and things like that. But we do it because we love it. And that's our duty. We we fought side by side overseas or not even some, you know, just in the military alone. And we came back and we were trying to find that purpose. So like if all veterans would start making their purpose to continue to fight to help support each other through mm -hmm. life now, mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine how strong the community could be. Mm -hmm. I truly couldn't. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yep. And it, and it, you know, my situation also, you know, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, nonprofit, every five minutes they want a donation. That's not, they're not there for the right purpose. They're there for the number one reason that all these other nonprofits pop up. And that's dollars. Yeah. You know, you're not, yeah, dollars will help veterans, but, you know, when you're right off the bat, donate 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 how is somebody that you're trying to help who barely is getting by and you want him hit him up for 10 20 100 dollars yeah. he don't have it you know you you got to go hit up the big companies that have the money mm -hmm. you know but you got to prove yourself first yeah. you know go out to the community do show everybody don't just talk to talk walk to walk mm -hmm. that's the number one thing because if you notice all the all the successful nonprofits you know, they're out there walking the walk. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're out there on the battlefield. They're helping out veterans left and right and this and that and stuff, you know. And the other ones, the big ones, the super big ones, if you notice, do you hear anything about them, what they're doing out in the community? What are they doing? You don't know. We don't know. But yet, they're raking in millions. Mm -hmm. What are they actually doing? You know, they have their own little secret society or what do they got going on? Mm -hmm. You know? So. So, I mean, I... I think, you know, and you guys have more experience in this than I do, but don't you think that people will gravitate to you guys because you're more genuine with what you're doing? And somebody will want to open up a check and say, hey, I've seen you out here in the community. I've seen what you're doing. You know, I've talked to you, and you know, they're more open to open up a, uh, the checkbook rather than somebody that's, you know, trying to sell, sell it to well, them. Well, the thing, right like, man? people like me and Roe and our organizations and out here, like, he said, we go to all these different events all month long. If you're an organization and you're running 10 to 12 fundraising events a year, but you're doing two awareness events, you have it backwards. You know, if you're doing two big fundraisers, four big fundraisers, but you're doing 25 small, it could be a group of 10 awareness event to 500, and you're truly about the awareness and talking about your story, things that work and people that I think that gravitate to us that that's how I approach it. I, I tell my story to every person I talk to, um, and then we t I tell them why, like for our organization, why it works. Um, but then when I ask for stuff, all I ask for is to help spread awareness. I don't ask for money. I ask like, hey, can you take some flyers? Can we hang them up here? Can you 
you know, whatever it is, put a flyer on your in your work. Can you do this? Post Can you post media. something on social media? It's yeah. all about awareness. It's not about that fundraising. And you know, there's companies out there fundraising. It's going to happen. I mean, obviously, there's a need for it, but it's um, it's not the number one. It's priority. not the number one priority. Yeah. You're absolutely that's, correct. That's the thing. You know, um, you know, my thing is come out and volunteer. You know, come see what we're about. Come hang out. Come see the people that are out here, the veterans that are out here, the veterans, the supporters that are out here. Because, you know, I'm not just strictly veterans, you know. I'm, a, I'm about, you know, veteran supporter. I'm about bringing the family together. You know, really, I'm, I want to build the number one veteran community in the nation. You know, San Diego has an awesome San Diego village out there and stuff. You know, I think we can do that here, but even better. Just because, you know, we have we have 600,000 veterans out here and stuff, you know, every single veteran is different. We all need a need in a different way. It might be, you know, just that person that you can, you need to talk to for 10, 15 minutes a week. You know, it can, you can find your buddy to hang out with and stuff. Next thing you know, you found somebody that, you know, two days ago you didn't, you, you didn't have nobody to go out to go play golf or ride a bike or go walk or even walk with your dog or anything like that. But, you know, once you find that battle buddy is what I like to call them, mm -hmm. you know, find that battle buddy. Next thing you know, you got four, five, ten battle buddies that you might have been in different branches, but you all have some kind of, you know, connection in what you guys like to do and stuff like that. Next thing you know, you know, I love it when I see, you know, two, three guys that I brought together and they're out hanging out together. Uh -huh. To me, that's like, there's no donation that can top that, dude. Yeah. There's no donation. Right. Yeah. right. You know, because now you affected these lives and now you see that they're happy, happy. They're not sitting in their apartment, you know, thinking, you know, my life sucks. Mm -hmm. You know, now they're hanging out with friends. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that, the number that is, one thing. That is so awesome. I actually just told my group this week the same thing, how proud I was of them. Because, like I said, we have that group chat, right? And I get to see what they're talking about all week long. And I now have three guys that are volunteering with one of the dog agencies out here. Mm -hmm. So they're going every week. They're going to the, as a group. As a team. As a team. As going a there team. and volunteering for another organization to help them out. And I have guys like, who wants to go to the gym this week? And like, I'll go. This guy will go. You know, and then it's just like, like I said, when something happens, that's what's even better. It's not even about them, like, hanging out. But, like, a guy's car gets broke down. Or he's stranded on the highway. Literally, when you see three or four guys instantly jump and say, who's closer? And they start working it and see who's closest and who can go get him the quickest. It's, it's, it's amazing to see. And it truly is that brotherhood and that's what same thing with your organization as well like if we can do that in a whole in this state i can't even imagine how great mm -hmm. it could be like it is uh, and there's some things out there too i was actually going to bring this up i have the app probably heard that on the table but um there's some pretty cool things like um you guys have heard of her uh, objective zero no <laughs> so objective zero is an app right it's a nationwide app you go on there and if you're willing to meet with other veterans or if you're willing to help out peer-to-peer -peer or do anything, you add your info and it tracks where your address is and how close you are. And people can use it and message you and call you and stuff like that when they're in need. So the more people what, that we get on this is it called? Objective Zero? Objective Zero. And okay. it's an app. You can get it at iStore or the App Store. Um, but it's, when I first got on here, there was two. 
There was one of me and another else that was in Arizona that, and now it's growing. I mean, I'm showing these guys right now, uh-huh. and there's people all over the valley that are just there. You get their personal information out. So if you need help, you just need to talk. You don't want to call the VA or you don't want to call somebody. You get on there and you click person, and then you call. Them. Boom. And then you can just talk. Um, See, so it's like a little brotherhood kind of a thing. Even just sharing things like that is, like, I think, it's, it's pretty important. I, I still, no matter how many, you know, of us that I talk to, you know, the, the one thing we're all missing is the brotherhood. It's the camaraderie. It's that knowing that somebody's got your fucking six. Absolutely. That's the one that fucking thing that I know, me personally, that's what I miss the most. Like, I know fucking if somebody's got my fucking six or, you know... That's the one thing I know that I I miss more than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. By no, by no, it, it, you know, I mean, fuck the rest. You know, yeah. I mean? just having that bond, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, and that's uh, that's key. It truly is. And that's also, it's a crazy time, but that's but that's what the spouses are thinking too. You know what I'm saying? Because like the spouses are when they go over there when we're deployed, who they hang out with? Right. Exactly. Other spouses. Right. That are like on that post. They have that support. So when they come out, they want that same thing. So, yeah. it, you know, like I said. We need to build the veteran community, but that also includes the spouse and the family community and how key it is to know that they can get together and they can have support of each other just like we have. And to, to build and grow both aspects only helps us as veterans out tenfold. Yep. I mean, it's truly yep. key. No matter, you know, their guard, regular, you know, active duty, whatever, yep. their spouse boyfriend girlfriend whatever takes off at least they know whatever organization they're with you know they got their six yeah you know they got a place to come hang out while their person is gone you know and they know they got that support unlike you know a veteran veteran spouse compared to a civilian spouse it's huge it's it's completely different right you know because of a, a civilian spouse, you know, doesn't he might be out of town. Doesn't understand shit. But he's he's you know he's five hours away on a plane. But somebody deployed overseas, that you don't know if they're going to come back or not at all. Let at all. all, that's a huge difference. Yeah, big difference. You know, big absolutely. Difference. I think I think that's the one thing that I've learned just also from being married. You know, I've been married for eighteen years. Um, the one thing my wife would always, uh, she'd always want to get involved. Like she always, not like she would, she would ask me questions. You know what I mean? And I, you know, I wasn't, you know, before that you guys were. I was Desert Storm of a fucking million years ago. I'm, a, I'm older, a lot older than I look. Um, but the thing is that I don't. He um, farts dust. <laughs> pretty much. I just I shave all I shave all my gray off and shit so nobody can see. <laughs> I cheat. Um, but. This is one thing, and this is just from being a married perspective. You know, we always feel like you know we have to compartmentalize shit, and we like, okay, this is the home life. Okay, so I turn that shit off. I got to turn this one on. And when the wife's like, you know, she's just like, hey, how's your day? It's fine. Yeah. yeah. And you don't say shit. Yeah. You don't say a fucking thing. You know, that I, I, I fucking thought about eating a fucking bullet about five times today. Yeah. You know, or shit like that. You know, we don't say shit. You know, or fucking or yeah, hey, y'all wanted to fucking choke slam my fucking boss into the fucking pavement you know <laughs> shit but, but they we, but they, we, but, we they want, to. but they want to they be want to. a part of Absolutely. the team it's just like if you're fight, it's just like if you're in a squad you know saying you're talking to your brother and shit 
you know, like, hey, you're integrated, man. You're there. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, they're your squad member, man. They're in your fucking squad. Okay? Absolutely. So you, we gotta, we have to learn to talk to our spouses more. Absolutely. And, and, and communication you know, is, yeah, vital. I, my, it is the my, my wife, thing my wife almost left me once. I mean, a long time ago, just because of that, she's like, I don't feel I'm a part of your team. Yeah. I don't feel like we're. I'm a part of you. Yeah. Feel there's you and then there's a fucking wall. Yeah, you know. And there yeah. is. That's that's the problem. Right, because we're yeah. trying to protect them from the ugly yeah. side of that. And that's shit. and that's one of those things I was talking about a little bit before. It's like we do this and we act that way to protect our family, mm-hmm. but in turn, it's really hurting. it's actually hurting them. Yeah. So if we're talking, we're open and we're honest. It's the same thing, you know. And we don't want to be. We don't need judgment on stuff we're going through the day, what we're thinking, and stuff like that. And that's that's a hard part too, because that's someone that you love and you trust fully, but you're like, I don't want to judge. You know, be judged by them. So that's the thing with the relationships. You don't judge each other whatsoever, yeah. and you get to that point in your relationship where you can talk about everything without judgment, and you'll truly. Me and my wife do the same thing, right? Same thing. We had these walls up. Didn't talk. And you know, we it took me getting taken away, and our relationship ended for two years. You know, and then it took that two years of building a, each other separately to truly understand, like, oh, we really need to like just communicate. And you know, we have kids together, and we became friends again. And it was just we just started talking and talking and being open and honest about every single aspect. And of you our guys life. went all the way back to high school, right? Didn't you? We met in fourth grade. Oh, fourth yeah. grade, yeah. drum class. I was about to say, I know you guys. The, I know you and your wife went way yeah, back where you told me that grade. story. Like, oh shit! Yeah, yeah we, we didn't date, we back. didn't date yeah. in like in schools and yeah. stuff like that. But you know, we hooked up later on in life, and like I said, we we split up for two years, and it, that's what brought us back together. We both learned that we have to be open and honest and just talk. And now our relationship's stronger than we could have ever imagined. And, that, and it doesn't matter. That's the key word is honest. You, you know, have to be. That, that if there's no honesty, there's no trust, you know, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. That's the one thing, you know. And I mean, I, I'm divorced. I can, I can tell you, you know, my, my wall that I put up and, you know, I wanted to keep my wife and kids, you know, I would never open up to Right. Even though I should have, and should have told her what was going on with me and all this other stuff, I didn't. And that just made it worse. And all it did was push her away even more. Yeah. You know, yep. so that's one regret I do have is not opening up, mm-hmm. not, you know, letting her in when I should have had. She, she would have had my six yeah. in a second if I would have let her in. Yeah. But yeah. I never did. Yeah. All I did was push her away. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's true. That's, that's one of those things in relationships. That's, uh, that's something you're always going to fight for. It's not like, oh, I know how to do this, yeah. and now we're good and golden. This is your journey through life. You know, I've gone to seminars about relationships where guys are like, they talk about the same thing. and like, we've been married 50 years. And they're like, do you know what I still struggle with? The same thing for 50 years. Like, it's a fight. It's a work. But you have to recognize mm-hmm. it, and you've got to keep going. Are you going to fail sometimes? Of course, we're human. But it's knowing when you fail and realizing it and then fixing it. You know, and just continue to be open and honest and talk. And, and when, and you know, especially guys, when they have a woman that wants to stick by their side, yeah. you know, and you don't let them in, all you're going to do is drive her away. Yeah. You know, because sooner or later she's like, you know what, forget about it. Yeah. You know, I'm here for you, but if you don't want me yeah. here for you, I'm out. Yeah. You know, and that's what, 
99% of the time, it happens. Yeah. You know? And that's why these veterans need to get to a group um, like ours or somebody else's that they can start that communication. Because obviously we know as veterans we're going to talk to each other instantly. Like, could have never met you in your life, but I found out you're a veteran and employer or whatever it is. We're just going to start talking. Yep. Um, and at least that gets them comfortable talking so they can start working on their relationships at home and realizing that those are the needs as well. It's just like you would be, where us are talking right like, now. Oh, I'm not, I'm not being a complete pussy because I fucking went home and yeah. talked to my wife and yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And get like, yeah, those, and, ad, those and aspects guess, need to get out of and, guys' heads. And guess, and guess what? Who gives a fuck if somebody yeah. thinks you're a pussy? <laughs> guess what? I'm getting pussy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you getting? Right. You know? Right. No so shit. it doesn't. It doesn't fucking ma- It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. All that matters is what you and your wife think. Mm-hmm. If, you know. If you, if you live, guys are both on the same page, that's all that matters. If you live your life by caring what other people think about yeah. you. It's what I call is the remote control. I tell this to my guys oh, all the do? time. Is you, and especially got veterans, right? We want to be in control of our life. We want to be in control of everything. Yep. We want to be the ones driving. We want to do this because we want to control. But we give more control to others constantly. Uh, we get angry at somebody. Well, you just gave them control of your whole day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're like, here's my remote. You just controlled my my emotions, my yep. anger. Now and you, now, uh, you are you now in control of me. And that's some of the stuff we talk about in group, like our groups uh, is like forgiveness and letting people, you know, control you. And obviously guys that have been deployed, they're like, so you want us to forgive, you know, the, the suicide bombing. I'm like, here's a tough subject, right? I'm like, absolutely. You have to forgive. Them. And we go to another aspect because forgiveness isn't about you condoning or saying what this person did was right or what you did, but what you're doing is saying what this person did, you're not allowing them to control you anymore. You're not allowing them to control your emotions. And when you bring it that aspect, it's like, yes, you're so angry of what they've done to our brothers and our sisters, but you're allowing them to still control you. Mm -hmm. They are still winning. Mm -hmm. You are not winning. They are still winning the war because you're allowing them to just control your entire life. So take back your life, take back that, release, Forgive, release it, take back your emotions and control, and you can thrive in this life. And you know, but you can't do it alone. Uh, we always say you're not alone, uh, and you can't do it alone. And it's the same thing. Like you can struggle on the street and try to do what you want to do, and you can stay there, or you can get help from five other people. That hey, I can get you a shower. I can get you food. I I can set you up some clothes in a in a job interview. It takes a team to build you up. And that's what we got to start realizing. It's like, don't do it alone. We're all out here to help each other. So, yep. so the remote control. I mean, yeah, that, control. That's, that's some cool. That's a cool ass analogy. I never, I never even heard of that before. That's some, that's some dope shit. It's, it's what my yep, mentor told me. How many buttons are on the remote? Oh, right. Uh-huh. A grip of them. Oh yeah. You know, Sad. anger. You know, anxiety, sadness, everything. everything. All, control, all your feelings are on that remote. No, that's, that's all it takes is one person to push the wrong fucking mm, button, that's legit. and it'll set you off. That's yeah. legit. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's truly it starts with forgiveness and like I said it's forgiveness a lot of people have that thing like uh, forgiveness is saying what you did is okay like that is not what forgiveness yeah, I, is I, well, yeah, well I'm one of those guys that I'll hold the grudge forever yeah. yep. for a long time you know now it's like you know what doesn't even matter yeah. since we even talked about the subject of forgiveness I think one of the things that we have to forgive is forgive ourselves 
that that's, is no, that's number one. Number, that's number one. Number that's number one. one. That's number one. I, I have been told a million times, my wife will tell you a million times, that you are so fucking hard on yourself. You are yep. so are. fucking you're, you're critical. Your, you're your biggest critic and your hardest critic. Yeah. yeah. If we don't, if we can't go back to our lives and what we've been through and realize that we made mistakes and just forgive ourselves and move on from that point. That's the hardest. I it, think that's the hardest. That thing, you know, is. I'm even, you know, I'm even still trying to reach out to my dad. He's a Vietnam veteran and shit. And, you know, fucking, it, it, we, we didn't have a good relationship. No. Yeah, I'm not going to hit all that, but it was violent and all that kind of shit. But, so I try to reach out to him, you know, and, you know, hey, I want to build the bond. I want to build the bridge, man. I want to make this happen. I'm like, hey, our, our book's yeah. not written yet. That, that's the that's the last chapter. Let's write yeah. a new chapter, you know. And I've been trying to talk with him and stuff like that. But, you know, the one thing he won't do, he won't forgive himself. You know what I mean? He went through a lot of shit in Vietnam like we all, you know, and it, but it, he just can't let that shit go. Yeah. But, but you know that. But you know, the, especially the fucking Vietnam guys. Yeah. Right? They had a fucking so fucking bad, dude. I mean, besides the war that they went through, yeah. how bad it was. So when they came home, it was a lot of them not even wanting to go into the draft, right? But then coming home, like we come home, our airplanes. I mean, I don't know about you guys. Like at Fort Hood, right? So we had plane would come in. We had fire trucks shooting water hoses over the plane when we come in. You know, we had the hug lady at Fort Hood. We had all these people in the line cheering us. Our Vietnam guys, and I have Vietnam guys in my in my group. They had, to, they had to change into civilian clothes yeah. because they're getting stuff. If not, they're getting spit on, stuff thrown on, called murderers, baby killers, called, baby killers, and just totally just unwelcomed. And you know, and then same thing, they went through shell shock, which is you know what we call PTSD. And when they would go for help. Same, it hasn't changed a whole lot. It just kind of changed what drugs are given. Yeah, right. But it's the same thing. They're, they're given tons of drugs and tons of drugs. And then they find out that these drugs aren't helping. They're just masking what's going on underneath. Right. The Vietnam guys weren't saying, oh, they need help, like, or told that they need help. They were just called crazy. And then mm-hmm. that's why, like, that's why Vietnam vets have the one of the biggest numbers of you know homelessness and stuff like that because everybody thought thought they were they were crazy they were talking crazy they weren't talking truth or what they went through and it's so you're basically a liar and a crazy guy and it is one of the saddest things i've ever heard uh i thank vietnam vets every day that i see them yep and i go and you know because obviously they start thanking me i'm like no i'm like i don't don't even thank me. I'm like, I'm like, obviously I got I take it because I appreciate it, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's one of those things. But, I'm like, what you guys went through, and the the hell that you went through in Vietnam to come home to go back to even what I would consider worse hell. hell. Yeah. Um, you expect it when like, you're fucking deployed and shit, but when you come yeah. home, it's like you know, um, unbelievable. And I mean, it's it truly is one of the worst things in this history of this country. Right. But is how we treated them. I think that's it. But getting get back on, on the topic a little bit. But, yeah, that's the other thing I said. We just got to forgive ourselves. We yeah, gotta, we got to be willing to admit that. Hey, we're we are human. Yeah. yeah, we're soldiers. We're Marines. We're you know whatever airmen, sailor, whatever you know whatever it is. But 
you know, underneath that, we weren't always that. We weren't, you no. know, we're not, not always, you know, we're not, we're not even really that now. No. I mean, we still think we are. We still, we still, <laughs> we still think we can go run fucking yes. PT and do some stupid shit, but, yeah. you know, we're, we're going to find out real it, fast, like, damn, I'm tired. That first step, like, <laughs> fuck, my knee, my knee, my back. We get angry when there's not an elevator that's working right now, you know, like, i got to go up two flights of stairs. God damn like, it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. No, so, I mean, that's, so, if we can, you know, I think that's it. you know moving forward. Like I said we just like I said be real, you know understand that hey you know we're we've made mistakes we're gonna make mistakes you know yeah. and, and you know and I said now I you know again I'm you know I'm, I know I'm not the only one that's like the only worst critic the worst enemy and all stuff like that too and I'm still working on that myself on a lot yeah. a lot of stuff you know what I'm saying so it, again what it all boils down to guys we're we're gonna wrap it up. Um, just that hey you're not alone in this there are resources that hey, don't be ashamed to ask for help don't be ashamed to admit you made mistakes it doesn't you know and you know we're all here for you one way or another you know you can reach us all you know it's on social media uh you can reach us you know emails and everything like that so um just know you know again you're not alone okay we got your six okay and um Ask for ask for help, and there's 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 there are resources, there are things that can do. But like I said whether you know you're combat veteran, not combat, uh, uh, not deployed, you know, female, you went through a lot of traumatic shit, you know, whatever. It's a spouse, a girlfriend of you know somebody that you know you went through, you know, their you went through their trauma with them, things like that. You know, whatever we can all do to help, we'll try to you know get you the help that you need. All right, so. And so just wrapping it up, uh, Ro, what Tell us what you got going on with Valor, man. What's going on? Oh, uh-oh. we're getting a red heads up. The maximum recording time segment is sixty minutes, so you got five minutes. Shoot. <laughs> tell us what you got going on, man. I uh, got the coffee social third Saturday of every month, which is tomorrow from ten a.m. to twelve. Come on out. Um, Duncan will have some coffee, some um, munchkins. Um, all that good stuff, pretty much a round table, you know, come meet some members and stuff like that. Um, shoot, I got a, a back-to-school pool party at Ability360 for the kids. Um, any kid that comes out to the event, we're going to have a, a backpack for them with some school supplies. So um, be on the lookout for that, um, July 27th, and it's from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., at Ability360. Alright. And that'll just about wrap it up for uh, this segment of Fallen 360. Uh, like I said, just kind of doing it uh, doing it open mic like, uh, like Mario driving down the road. Uh, like I said, appreciate uh, Adam and uh, of course uh, Ro giving us the space here at Valor and stuff like that. I appreciate it a lot. It's uh, Flowers with uh, Fallen 360. Wow.